0: Hello, good people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in <gasps> our vehicle. And today, we're going to talk about meh. Meh. That's my Beh. meh. You're, I was being a goat. Oh, you are being a goat? Meh. Why are we making herd animal noises?
1: Because it's all about herd immunity today.
0: <coughs> oh, no. What it is? I got COVID. (coughs) What does this mean? Does this mean I'm going to be part of the herd that's going to be immune, assuming I survive? Well, you're going to be part of the herd. (laughs) (laughs) We're here today to talk about, this is our post-political shenanigans podcasting series about, we're going to start telling the truth about stuff now that political season's over with and nobody has to make... To lie about all this stuff for politics. Because, dang, frankly, that's what a lot of people were doing. We're lying about this stuff for politics. Excuse me. Actually, I had to go off that time. No. so We don't need to lie about politics anymore. The election's done. So.
1: The first truth.
0: Herd immunity. Talk is, about it, please. Nobody
1: has the whole truth.
0: Nobody has the whole truth. That's
1: the beginning of the truth.
0: And nothing but the truth. And even oh. if they did.
1: Some people have better estimates
0: than others. And even if they did have the whole truth today so that doesn't mean it'd be the whole truth two weeks from now
1: yeah herd immunity is one of the proposals for how to handle a pandemic that has been floated around in some circles lately so we know we in this case is the royal we of people who do pathophysiology and dabble in epidemiology for a living which she does we, we, yeah yeah We know that herd immunity is a thing. If you get enough individuals in a population immune to a disease, that disease can no longer effectively be transmitted from one member of the population to the next. And as long as the disease requires that kind of transmission to get around, it dies out. That's herd immunity.
0: On a macro scale, not an individual scale. On a macro scale. Because the... People who could get
1: the disease are still just as susceptible if they get exposed, but there's nobody around them who's exposing them to it.
0: Right. That's what herd immunity means. Let me tell you one thing it does not mean because a lot of people have this. Herd immunity does not mean you have immunity within you because everybody else has had COVID. That is not what it means. It does nothing towards Uh, protecting yourself from getting COVID if you are exposed.
1: Unprotected people remain completely unprotected Unprotected. if exposed.
0: That is not any... I mean, so many people get that wrong. Oh, I've got herd immunity. No, you... there, There may be a herd immunity thing, but individually, you're just you. You're just every bit as susceptible to COVID as you've always been, or any other disease. And...
1: The idea is that there won't be enough people around to pass it to you. But there's a lot of simplifying assumptions that go into that. Where you see effective herd immunity arising is in diseases that have to pass person to person. And a high percentage of the population has already had it. Where have we actually seen herd immunity? With vaccination programs that have had high saturation of the population. That is the only place that effective herd immunity has ever been observed.
0: COVID, in its many different forms, has been around for a very long time. Uh, you, you, some types of COVID cause a common cold. Some types of COVID cause SARS. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Okay? Viruses,
1: not COVID in particular.
0: Right, right. right. I'm, I'm using COVID because it's a name everybody knows. COVID is not this one thing. What we're talking about in particular is SARS... SARS-CoV-2 is the virus right.
1: that causes the respiratory disease COVID-19. Right. That's. Now,
0: right. Now, COVID-19 is a specific type of the COVID family of viruses. The now, SARS a, family of viruses. Yeah, the SARS family of viruses. And there's a huge amount of SARS family viruses. And how many of those SARS viruses have ever had herd immunity?
1: Uh, as far as we know, none of them. None. Here's the thing. Uh, the most. Uh, The cold viruses, that's that's kind of a generic name. There are a bunch of different specific kinds of viruses that that give people things we call colds. But the common kinds of colds, you know in winters when everybody's passing the cold around, there aren't some people who just don't get it because 85% of the people they know have already been exposed to it. And one of the reasons for that is that for those particular viruses the protection you get from being exposed doesn't last all that long. Some viruses we get exposed to once, we react against them, and we will probably never get them again. Uh, if you are have develop a good immunity against polio, you'll probably never get polio again after that, no matter how long you live. But that's not true of most cold viruses, because the immunity just does not last as long. The specifics of why would take a whole lot of time, more than a week of a, of a core, of one of the courses I teach, in fact, to explain why this stuff is true. But there are different flavors of immune reactions and some of them last longer than others. So at this time, how long does immunity to SARS-CoV-2 last in people who've had it? We don't know yet. We know that in people who had it six months ago, not very many of them are catching it again now. But that's the longest time window we've known.
0: Because it's only really been around for six months.
1: Yeah, in high numbers. And that would also be true for a cold virus. But we know cold virus immunity isn't effective for more than about a year. So is SARS-CoV-2, the COVID virus immunity, will it last more than a year? We don't know yet. There's insufficient data because it hasn't been being tracked in populations long enough to have the information. If people claim to know that, at this point in time, they're making it up. The data just is not there yet. I'm not saying we will. I'm not saying we don't because I, too, do not know yet. The other thing about herd immunity is what it really means is having a high proportion of the people be exposed to it. And whatever proportion of those people would naturally get seriously sick from it, get seriously sick from it. Whichever proportion has uh, lifelong complications, has lifelong complications. Whichever proportion was going to die, is going to die. So you're not talking about a strategy for managing a pandemic. You're talking about just saying, oh well, a whole bunch of people are going to get sick. A whole bunch of people are going to have their finances ruined for decades by trying to pay the medical bills. A whole bunch of people are going to have lifelong effects they're never going to get over. And a whole bunch of people are going to die. And a whole bunch of people are going to get over it just fine with no lasting effects. Because that's also, that's the highest proportion, for sure, is the people who have no lasting effects. But there's going to be significant numbers of people get seriously ill... And recover, get seriously ill, and don't uh, fully recover, and a significant subset that die. That's what you've got to have to have herd immunity.
0: And And it's... Keeping in mind all of the stuff that goes along with this, when you say seriously ill, okay, that means hospitalization. That means, you know, putting a real strain on the medical system. That means costing a lot of money. A lot of misery, a lot of sickness, a lot of permanent injury, and a lot of people dying. And if you have a lot of
1: people doing it at once, you don't have the resources to deal with it. That's the real problem with letting pandemics rage unchecked. If you have every, suppose every American was going to be exposed to SARS-CoV-2 in the next two years. That's a ridiculously high number, but suppose it was going to be true anyway. Okay. It makes a big difference to people's outcomes, and it makes a big difference to the ability of the medical facilities to function if we spread them out over two years as opposed to having them in a short period of time. So when you say herd immunity, you're not saying anybody is going to be protected from anything You're just saying we're just going to accept the fact that a whole bunch of people are going to get sick and die and accept the fact that more of them are going to die than would have if we had done something about it because, well, for whatever reason, you decide to follow the herd immunity, quote-unquote, strategy.
0: Right. Now, this the difference being on a a herd immunity strategy with something like COVID where there is no vaccine and a herd immunity thing where there is a vaccine is you can choose to get vaccinated and remove yourself from the game. You just remove yourself from the game. Let's say, for example, polio. Okay. Thankfully, polio is not much of a thing anymore. And yes, we do have herd immunity because nobody has polio. So you're not likely to get polio. But most people get immunized against polio. Back in our day, when we were young, we're in our 50s, you know, everybody got immunized against polio because there was still a lot of it around. And if all of us hadn't gotten immunized, polio would still be with us. Yeah. Because there would not be a high enough percentage of people immunized to protect us. Now, the difference here's the big kicker, though. We got immunized. We took a little drink of fluid, and we were immunized against polio. We didn't have to get sick with it to generate the the herd.
1: Yeah, only 10% of the people who get polio get very seriously ill from polio, and a smaller proportion of them die. It's not very different in stats that way to COVID-19. But it still caused an enormous health and death burden when... Lots and lots of people were being
0: exposed. And amazing amounts of suffering, and it was just, it was a horrible time. It's a horrible disease. And the vaccine saved people. Now people are now, they're like anti vaccine. Oh, this causes, this vaccine could cause some ridiculous thing or other.
1: This gives you a <laughs> 0.2% chance of maybe catching something, even though we can't find any actual evidence to support that. We think it might be true anyway. Oh, well. And but anyway, I'm, I'm not going yeah, to go, go on to the back. anti-vaccine rant.
0: No, because there's no point.
1: So the deal is this. If we let any disease, call it be it seasonal flu, be it a cold, be it COVID-19, be it whatever it is, if we let it run through the population on its own recognizance, and it does not provide really long-term immunity, years, worth of immunity once you're exposed, we will never reach herd immunity for it. Because it takes so long to move through the population, there are always people around who have it and are spreading it. We never get to the point where we have enough population members protected. And so that's just not a situation in which the math will tell you herd immunity can be a thing. Uh, Right now, Best estimates I've been able to, to see have about one-eighth of Americans having been exposed to SARS-2,
0: the COVID virus. These are Johns Hopkins numbers, Get case you're wondering.
1: Uh, those particular numbers were not. I got them from a Nature Journal article. But which was Johns Hopkins?
0: It said. You read that. I was listening. Anyway.
1: Okay. Best numbers I can come up with. <laughs> one-eighth of all Americans so far. That is about six out of every eight Americans away from where you would have to be to reliably have herd immunity. Because to have it, you have to have a... a, It's not just a whole population average. People have been coming up with lower numbers of people you have to have protected to have herd immunity. But they're making some really shaky assumptions. And they're making assumptions that don't line up the way we have seen covid-19 being transmitted in unprotected populations
0: and these assumptions are based upon the political outcome they would like to see let yeah. just be honest here
1: they look at a whole range of potential outcomes and they they pick the pick story the they like that best matches their political their political stance. beliefs and they go with that and we're, but we're, the i don't reason care.
0: we're bringing this up politics are done we're done with politics there's no reason to to lie anymore and we haven't been lying because we haven't been talking about the politics. But you know, the line can be done now because the political scene is set. You know, we can we can actually start talking about real things like we can real
1: worry numbers, about people's well being, real science, and yeah,
0: you know, and, and let the let the lies just go back to being about whatever so, else they're lying about. <laughs>
1: what herd immunity really means is letting a whole bunch of people get sick, or. a Letting everybody get exposed, however many are going to get sick, get sick, however many are going to die, die, however many are permanently injured, are permanently injured. Herd immunity does nothing at all to reduce any of that, and it makes the death outcomes worse because of slugs of people overloading medical resources.
0: And if uh, you're hearing differently, then check, the, check their agenda.
1: Or check whether or not they know what the heck they're talking or about. Or check
0: that too. I
1: don't talk politics in part because I know I am not particularly well equipped to talk about politics. I'm just, yeah, I've got opinions, and they're free and worth what you pay for them. But that's how I feel about a lot of these people's expressions about medicine and biology. They don't know what the heck they're talking about, and they're putting out bad information, and they just annoy me. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's kind of one of the reasons I've been seeing so much bad information about this herd immunity, and I'm just like... It's like like the old Inigo Montoya line from Princess Bride. That word. I I do not think it means what you think it means. You know? Yeah.
1: We don't know if herd immunity will work for COVID-19 or not. The data is not extensive enough to really know. We do know that nobody has reached it yet. For a while, they were talking about Sweden had it. No. They've had a major uptick lately. And their death rate and infection rate is three times as bad as Norway's right next door. They thought that Brazil had it for a while, but no, they've had another upsurge lately, so they didn't have it either. And they we had don't know if anybody. Very high it.
0: numbers, very very high numbers.
1: Yeah, they had a sixty six percent infection rate at one point, but and,
0: and that didn't do it. It wasn't enough. So, so anyway, that we wanted, we just wanted to throw that out there, uh, let you listen to it, and uh, make your own up, mind up and do your own research, and we'll catch you the next time. All right,
1: bye bye, bye
0: bye.